Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. If you build it, he will. It's the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Couch. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data languages. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Friday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports. Right here on 98.1 FM, The Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. We got all kinds of stuff. Got some high school hoops. I have some amazing numbers, my friends. I think everybody realizes Kingfisher boys have been pretty good over the last few years. I don't think you have any idea exactly how good Mm. when it comes down to what they've done. In the last six years, I've tallied up the numbers. I couldn't get the 16-17 game by game. I know what their record was. I know they won the state title. That was the beginning of this run. Yeah. But I've done this in the past with the prep to for the Elk City game, which is tonight. Big Elks and Elkettes head to Kingfisher tonight. But on the OSSA rankings page, it, you can only go back five years and see. Oh, okay. You know, so that – but just off of memory, I'm kind of guessing at one of these things. But I, 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 I've done it before, and it is just amazing. So I'll tell you about that. Games last night, you were down at Duke uh, for Canute and Duke. Also, Eric and Tipton played what we got tonight on the schedule. Might need some help from you listeners. I'm seeing on the OSSA boys page, Hammonds at Hollis. I know we have on our Paragon TV page, Hammond was looking for a game. I'll reach out. Wondering if that one's happening. Uh, the girls don't have it. The boys do. Let me so. let me uh, reach out to uh, to Ed to Ed and, and find see if out. he's heading down to Hollis. Yeah, okay. he's pretty much on. He's on top of this. Hinton's stuff. at Merritt. Oak City at Canoe tonight. Uh, NFL this week. We can talk about last night's game. Niners clinched the NFC West. Uh, big games this week. Uh, college football stuff. We still we got to get to the we'll talk about the coaching hires, the portal, bowl mania. We'll tell you about that. You need to get going. Western Oklahoma Realty Bowl Mania starts today, so don't fall behind. 
And then what are your favorite games outside of the bowl, uh, outside of the playoff games? Favorite bowl games outside of the playoff games? The hoops. Uh, waiting on Scotty G. He didn't send me a text. Scott, um, where are you? He didn't send me a text, but it is a Garrison Financial Friday. Whether or not he shows up to talk or not, I really, I was, I have something interesting to ask him about soccer. Or may, more, you have something interesting <clears throat> about soccer. The, I'll tell you about it, and then hopefully he'll walk in and he can explain what's okay. going on. Two two five nine six nine eight is the phone or the text line. Two two five nine six nine eight. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. Talk about any of those things, whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime right in at two two five nine six nine eight. If you're outside the listening area, stay in touch with us, to stay in touch of us by logging on to kadsam.com. Hit the app. Uh, the app's got the radio. It's got the penny news. It's got Big Elk and Paragon TV. Both will be on the air. We'll tell you what's going on uh, tonight there in the Skinny on Sports podcast. Uh, podcast kadsam and iTunes. Clarification. Um. It was okay. I think what the story is, there were games on the original schedule that was going to be Hammond and Hollis. Okay, but Hollis canceled some time ago. That's why Hammond was like, "Okay, we're we're looking for looking a game. for a game." Okay, so so they didn't find Hollis. Hollis was the original one dropped, and then that made them look for a game. Yeah, so no games. So for, no, no Hammond. No Hollis. Hammond Hollis. No game for okay. Hammond tonight. Okay, so that means the only two on the docket are the Big Elks and Elkets at Kingfisher, and then Hinton comes to Merritt. There we go. From what I can find. Okay. Uh, okay, so here, here's what I wanted to ask him. Um, Saturday. So last Saturday, I was in OKC with my wife. Um, her her uh, father is having some medical stuff uh, going on. And so we were up there and decided, you know what, we're hungry. It was like 2 o'clock-ish, somewhere two in, right in that area on a Saturday afternoon. Okay. And so uh, Kara's uncle the night before had gone down to Bricktown Brewery and had and had supper, and so that's what she she just as soon as she heard that she had that on her mind. Let's go to the brewery, yeah. and and you know eat. So we get there at two fifteen. What I mean, it was in that that range, right? Early afternoon. Uh huh. And the guy's like, "It's going to be a forty five minute wait." Was there? Any, was it packed? And I'm like, "What? Yeah, there's people everywhere. There was, but I thought, what is going on? Forty five minutes on a random." I mean, it's not like you're. It wasn't like a it's not like the thund- thunder. Well, game. thunder played later on that night. Oh, okay, but okay, at two, well. eh. then you start hearing some. I, I see a, a table for two in the bars. Like, can we just go sit there? Yeah, absolutely, go yeah. in there. So we do, and then I look up at the TVs and I realize what's going on. So- Eng- England versus France ah, ah. was occurring at that moment. Gotcha. But here was the interesting part. So, and maybe maybe. My viewing, my my sports viewing experience is different than others, and and that's what the text line is for. You can tell me if I if I'm different. But like, let's say I think most people around here, if you said what are you most passionate, what sport are you most passionate about, college football would probably rank number one on most people's lists. Yeah. As far as just your viewing, your 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 fandom with OU or OSU it, it, or whatever it, it might be, it alters your schedule. It does. Yeah. For a, for people that, for that are people. fans, yeah. it, as it obviously did for the soccer fans, right? Right. The difference I noticed was like, so if I'm over at one of our buddies' house, one of our buddies' house, I mean, first off, it, it is, it's like a whole day event. There's food planned, and you, you watch all the conversation during the game is about the game. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. 
I mean, you're talking about, oh, man, what a player. What, what, golly, I can't believe they're running that. Or, you know, just everyone that, at least that I watch college football with, is essentially the offensive and defensive coordinator of the team that they're rooting for, right? <laughs> right, right. But that's the whole conversation is all about the game you're watching. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it doesn't even have to be the team you're rooting for. Like, let's say it's a, a you're, you get there two hours early before you you know the game that you're gonna watch together but there's other games on and that's all you're talking about then too is that game or you're talking about well what does OU got to do tonight or what does OU you know whatever it, yeah. whatever it might be the soccer crowd that I was amongst uh-huh. at the Bricktown Brewery they literally talked about anything now they were watching don't get me wrong it wasn't like they weren't watching they were constantly watching the TV but they're all, all the conversation was about everything but soccer. Okay. Is that normal? Uh, is that... I don't get it. And maybe... I say... Is it because soccer... It, it was England and France and not the U.S.? I don't know. That's what I was wondering. If it would have been I, a U.S. game, with the people, would they have been talking soccer? Like, oh, why don't they put Gio Reyna in? Or whatever it might be. Yeah. But instead, it was... the, the It was such a weird... Because everyone was invested in what was going on on the screen but the conversation was uh, maybe are are soccer fans more cultured than me and have more things going on in their life that they can talk about those things while they're watching a game and i'm not capable in doing that i think it's the difference in sports it's the 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 difference in in soccer it's you know what's your average score two to one one nil you know what i mean three to nothing's a blowout right I mean, maybe it's a different, you know, they're they're watching, but they... And it's free-flowing. There's free not a flowing, stop and a start. And there's probably when, you know, one team is, is you know, on a run. You can sense that when you hear it in the crowd. They start to get juiced up. and Like, oh, okay, they're anticipating something. I wonder right. if that crowd that you watched or you saw, you know, they're talking. You know, that's they have their eye on it. And then, okay, and they stop talking and they're watching for something to happen. See, it's because it is. I mean, I don't want to call it a boring game, or I don't want to call it a slow game, because there's always something flowing, something happening. But but the the scores aren't as constant as say football, American football, where you could be on the 98 yard line and one play could be the difference. It could be a 98 yard touchdown pass. And that's why you know what I mean. But I, I wonder if it's 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 just the difference in sports. Well, it, you when you. You make a good point here because if you watch that game or you know what happened in that game, there were twice in the second half in which England had penalty kicks. Yeah. Okay. And Harry Kane made the first one and he kicked it over the crossbar on the second one. And a majority of the people in there, once the foul was called, stopped talking. Yeah. And it was all fixated on the screen yeah do you think the but the audience is different say if you're in england oh 100 you know what i mean oh i mean we're talking about a soccer have you not seen euro trip yeah yes (laughs) yeah they're different (laughs) (laughs) what was that song (laughs) scotty's got scotty doesn't know no no No. when he's on when they wake up on the bus full of those soccer hooligans and like oi yeah. If you're a soccer fan, sing the song. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
My, pretty damn good, lads. Uh, what was it? My, <laughs> my baby <laughs> takes the yes, morning train to the Manchester United <laughs> Soccer Club. Yeah, yeah, Woohoo! <laughs> pretty damn good, lads. I actually like Scotty doesn't know better. <laughs> that is <laughs> Matt Damon, the most random cameos. <laughs> But yeah, it, when you go and watch it over there, overseas, I'm sure it's yeah, I'm sure it's a little different. But um, but still, that's cool to be amongst so crowd. It was interesting, watching, and, yeah. and honestly, it was I was pleasantly I was very pleased because I it wasn't like that was it certainly wasn't on my mind. I didn't even realize what was going on, right? Uh, but once we got in there, I was like, all right, this is cool because there were people totally invested in that game. And that's why I was, yeah. I was wanting to ask Scott, like if if on Sunday, of course it doesn't, it starts at like eight in the morning. I wish it was an afternoon one. The final? Yeah, the final. Argentina and, and uh Is it that early? In France, I think it's eight our time. Oh darn. Which is unfortunate because <laughs> you I wish it would have been like, you know, some of those one o'clock starts. So I was just gonna quiz him about that and how that worked. Anyhow. That brings up that that sparks my memory. One time I went to when I was in the city for work. It was one of the expos, and I had some time to kill. And a buddy of mine said, "Hey, let's meet up downtown or or uh, Bricktown." Said he knows of this little pub, and it was truly a soccer pub. I'm efforting the name of it, and he won't respond. But it was really cool. I mean, this thing was a tiny. You know, you go inside tiny pub, and it ha- it was in October, and they had uh, uh, playoff baseball on. But he was telling me during the World Cup, they shut down the street. Oh, really? Uh, you know, like a block, the whole block right there. They shut it down, and they bring out like a big projector, and the fans are in the street watching oh, wow. the World Cup. When they said they shut it down for the Americans playing when they play and of course the final and so they'll open up the door people can go into the pub and i mean and i'm talking authentic like right you know brew from england and ireland and all that you know of course american drinks and stuff and inside is really cool because it has a bunch of scarves on hanging Uh down from the ceiling you know soccer clubs Mm -hmm. but a really neat place it has outdoor seating I I think it is just north of the ballpark, a couple blocks. I just cannot find it. I'm looking on the map right now. It's really cool, and it, it just sparked my memory. That'd be a fun place to be at Sunday if the weather cooperates, because it's outside. It's really cool. They hook up the he said they hook they hook up the speakers, and and on, right to the west of this pub is the train is a train track. It's like an elevated train track, and you drive underneath it. You know, mm-hmm. said they'll they'll shut down that and and hang. Their screen off of that bridge of the train track. Oh, really? Yeah, it is. And it, it really creates that atmosphere of an outdoor watch party that you've seen, uh, at, you know, like in Chicago or Dallas or Kansas City and mm-hmm. the gas district or whatever. Yeah, um, power and light. Power and light. Thank you. I, I need to find that name. I hope it's still open. That is is a really cool place, and I always forget about it when I go to Oklahoma City. It's a really neat. And and the thing is, when he took me there, there was nobody there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those you have to know about it. They don't advertise, but it's just one of those local spots that you have to know about it. Really neat place. Yeah, I know that Fassler Hall. Skinny Slims. Skinny Slims. That's what it, well, very appropriately named. There you that, go. The place is very skinny. It's, yeah. It's a, I'm going to find out exactly I'm where gonna it is. I'm going to tell you a little bit something about that. that there's a reason I don't advertise that deal. <laughs> skinny Slims. There it is. It's off of Mickey Mantle. <clears throat> okay. 
Yeah, it's at the corner of East Main and Mickey Main. People have probably driven by that a hundred times and not even known what it was. Exactly. It is, but it is a cool, and it appears. I know exactly which train track you're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Thinking about where that's at. Really cool. I, I was wrong. It's not a train track. It's it's the Mickey Mantle it's the bridge. Bridge. It's, it's yeah. the bridge. Yeah. But they'll and it's just this little block. It's the bridge like they run up on the, in the marathon. Yeah, I'll have to show kind you of this. Out of exiting Bricktown out to the to the north. Very cool place. And like I said, they bring in like on tap the the you know. So do you think they'll have Argentinian and French French beers? Probably. On Sunday, I mean, they had a bunch on tap. A really cool place, and like I said, it you walk in, it felt like one of those, those English, Irish pubs, you know, mm-hmm. and and it felt like this is a place if there's a soccer game on, you want to be at. That's it. That's why the Bricktown. It was cool. It really, it really just the the atmosphere of it was pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Last night you went down to Duke. Yeah, the Canute Trojanettes made quick work of the Duke Lady Tigers. What was it, thirty to ten at halftime, and they basically recreated the second, the first half in the second half. Win sixty-two to twenty-one. Here is my observation. I made this one the other day, and of the oh gosh, four games maybe of, of parts of four games that I've seen Canute play. I, if I if I'm a, a coach a team against Canute, there is no way in hell I'm zoning them. I'm not doing it. Talking girls or boys? Girls. Okay. I am not running zone against the Canute Trojanettes. The shooting on the outside, when they're knocking them down, it's phenomenal, and last night they did. I mean, and the little stretch to start the second half there. Jackson made one, Cantwell made one, and, and Jade made one. All just boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. But here's another thing about that. That high-low – with Kylie at the free throw line and Taylor Butler down on the block is devastating. When it's working. When it's yeah. it is devastating because here's the thing about Smith. It's hard to stay in front of her first off, but she's a willing passer. Whether or not it's once the once the you know dump down to the right block, let's say, happens and Butler lays it in. Then all of a sudden you start helping off the wing too. In the zone. You start mm-hmm. helping down, then she's willing enough to kick it out, and then they knock down three. I just if it was me. I understand the 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 fear of her, and and an creating and I yeah, and yeah. creating foul trouble against one of your better players trying to guard her. I totally understand that, but with the amount of shooting it appears that they have on most nights, because it's not just one, right? There's two or three. Heck, the the game against Merritt in the in the five county, it, it was Butler in the first quarter that went not went that stepped out and made three threes in the first quarter. I think. With that, I just wouldn't do it. I would take my chances because it does look like you can speed Canute up a little bit more than they want to be sped up if you man them and maybe even press them a little bit, and that's when they start throwing the ball away a little bit. So if it's me, I don't just let them live by the the three and die by the three because I'm afraid they're going to live. Yeah. I said that last night, and I said that even – before last night we talked about it how you know they do everything right offensively but you know the shot doesn't go in sometimes they'll struggle and that's you said it that's basketball sometimes the shots aren't falling but more often than not they have been and last night is the perfect situation of when everything works i was impressed with the defense yeah uh the and it, you could tell in the one practice they had on wednesday is that they really focused on uh, the trap defense, and it was phenomenal. It turned into a lot of points, turned into a ton of turnovers for Duke. And they, it got to the point where every time a Lady Tiger would catch the basketball, they'd immediately throw it because they thought, 
there's going to be somebody right up in, as Kennedy Walker would say, right up in my chili, right up in the kitchen or whatever. And and she would, they'd get it and then just make a bad pass. And there's, and they'd anticipate it. They'd be in canoed and, and there'd be a steal or tip it away and, and create a turnover. And, um, but the offense was, was phenomenal. Uh, what did I count? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight three pointers as a team. And that was spread out. And that's what you love to see is that everybody was involved offensively, uh, especially uh, in the shooting. You got Destiny Jackson had 17 points. She had three threes. Of course, you mentioned Jade Gray. She was kind of in a little bit of a slump. Um, her mama would tell you straight up that she was in a little bit of a slump, and she shot out of it last night. She had 14 points, had uh, four three-pointers herself. Uh, you know, And then Kylie Smith, maybe not uh, as – effective scoring but of course she's always effective whenever she's on the court just six points but because of what she does right it opens it up for everybody else it was it was like you could tell it was a relief for those girls when that game was over like this is how we can play we know we're better than than what we saw three games prior and so that was a relief it's a relief to go to the christmas break with the win Getting ten wins before the Christmas break is 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 a good accomplishment, and and now they could all take that deep breath and go, okay, we know what we can do. Go back to uh, practice over the break, and then make a run at in January. So it was a great showing uh, for Canute. Duke's just a little down. I mean, that's um, I mean they've they've lost some players. They got a first year head coach. They're not bad by any means, but it'll take it'll give them some time, and um, uh, they'll be all right. But um, Canute was just the better team, and and I think. A lot of this, when they had that three-game losing streak, it was not so much – and I'm not discrediting Arapaho, okay? They, they're two of the three there, and, of course, Merritt, too. Um, they, they're they good. I mean, we know that. But a lot of it, I think, sometimes – and you see this every in every sport with high school kids. It's mental battles with themselves and that confidence. And so regaining that confidence last night, I think, was the bigger thing for the Canoe girls. It's yeah. a good win for him. Oh yeah, and now you instead of stewing for two weeks, wanting to get back out there, yeah. you got some good feelings going in the boys' game. I, I flipped it over there at half, right before half. Canute was I actually had the lead. What twenty-one to nineteen? I think was the halftime score. Uh, the Trojans Could, it should out have ahead. been bigger. To be honest with yeah. you, you watch the final sixty seconds of that second quarter. I mean, they they had a bigger lead, and then in credit Duke, they they whittled it away to to grab some momentum. Yeah, in the second half, Duke just uh, dominated. End up winning 54-35. Duke uh, still remains unbeaten. Number six, I believe, in this week's Class B poll. They were tied there with Glencoe, I was think. Was I wrong? I thought him at eight. No, I think it was – I thought it was tied sixth. I, I, I might have seen last week's poll. My, my apologies to the Duke fans if I got that wrong all night. Anyhow, uh, what happened there? Uh, well, I mean, um, the first half, Canute uh, played well. They um, Keaton Winery had 12 first-half points, the, the freshman – uh, Jake Knudsen had a three. Um, uh, t- t- uh, Jackson Beck had six points. And what was working, too, is they were taking advantage of missed shots by Duke. Um, Duke was a, a little bit cold uh, for about 15 minutes of that first half until they, like I said, that final minute of the second quarter, they started hitting some shots. But uh, what's been th- kind of the bugaboo for Canute is if a team is missing shots – they were getting putback opportunities. They weren't blocking out and rebounding. Canute did that in that first half. They did a good job of it. And then, of course, they were hitting their shots, like I said. And um, at one point, they dub- they were doubled them up. 
uh, going through the shot progression in my head. But uh, the second half, there were adjustments made, and then Duke started hitting their shots. Uh, uh, they had an 18-1 run on them in the third quarter and um, held on to win it 54-35. Uh, uh, and Canute just got went cold uh, from outside. And then that, that rebounding bugaboo uh, came back where um, – it's. I think it's a youth thing, and I don't want to try to second guess uh, Coach Steffes or, or overthink this. But sometimes I think that the youth will just sit back and watch the shot instead of doing what you're told is okay. Block out, anticipate the bounce, you know, anticipate that rebound, and instead of just watching the shot and hoping it falls in your lap. But you know, you got to work for it, and good teams will make you work for it. And that's what Duke did, and um, you know, Coach Gable he's always had that thing running. Uh, pretty smooth, and it looks like they got another state tournament team um, over there in Duke. They have some height too. Yeah, um, it always seems like they have some they bigger have guys. Some height, yeah, it does. It, it, it does. So, you know, with uh, <clears throat> gosh, I can't remember seven years ago, six years ago, what was his name? Uh, man, I don't remember. Of course, Jameson I'm, Richardson. Yeah, well, on the state on the state title team. Um, yeah, it, it always does seem like they've got a, a some a bigger six four to six six or seven type guy Bailey something, maybe I don't know. It's when we were doing when I was doing the merit games, he had big he had always had a big guy down there, uh, and pretty big guards too. So it feels like there's about a hundred Milners that come through there. Was there still one on that team? Not, last no, night? there wasn't. No, <laughs> I was... say it, feel, it seemed like they, there was a Milner on the team for yeah. a decade. It was all really a athletic, really good player uh, down there at Duke. Uh, other two other two games last night. Eric beat Tipton uh, in both. The Lady Bearcats forty two to sixteen. The Bearcats seventy eight to fifty four over Tipton. So the, the Coach Jans and Coach Newcomb's teams go into the Christmas break with a couple of wins. I mentioned tonight, so it's Hinton at Merritt. That, that ought to be pretty fun. Uh, some two a uh, pretty good two a basketball there uh, out at Merritt. And then of course Elk City goes to Kingfisher. I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, we'll, I'm going to tell you just how good. Kingfisher? Kingfisher Yellow Jackets have been, and then we'll get into the coaching hires uh, this offseason in college football, do a bunch of college football stuff as well. It's a Garrison Financial Friday. Financial Fridays with Scott. Full financial planning is what Scott can do for you. He shops the open market to bring the best value on life insurance and investments. Go see him at 124 North Main Street here in Elk City. Shoot him an email, scott at soonerwealth.com. When we come back. You just think you know that Kingfisher's been pretty good at boys basketball. I'll tell you how good. Jared will tell you who his favorite coaching hire was in college football this offseason. Bowl Mania. Western Oklahoma Realty Bowl Mania. It kicks off in an hour. 10.30. Get in. Thunder tickets on the line. Skinny on sports right here on the Sports Animal. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax 
tactics and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member of FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Wrapping up the week on a Garrison Financial Friday. Scotty G can manage your investments. You know, some people like to do the stuff, do the, kind of kind of follow it on their own, but you're just not sure how to get started, right? Right. Well, Scott can either manage your investments for you, or if you're that type of person that wants to, that likes to dabble, likes to kind of be um, in charge, so to speak, but you just don't know how to start. He can uh, charge you hourly, build you a plan that then you can manage yourself. Uh, that's kind of a cool uh, extra uh, that he can do. Scott at Soonerwealth.com, 124 North Main Street right here in Elk City. It's Scott Garrison at Garrison Financial. All right, so I told you that the Elks and Elkettes headed up to Kingfisher tonight. Uh, the Elkettes have a tough one, uh, obviously. Uh, Kingfisher made this, the state tournament a year ago. They're number seven so far this season uh, in the 4A rankings, the first week of the 4A rankings. So uh, no, no slouch are the Kingfisher Lady Yellow Jackets. But, okay, I mean they're they're a good team. All right. The Kingfisher Yellow Jackets, on the other hand, are are in the midst of a run that rivals any and all high school basketball runs in the history of Oklahoma high school basketball. You know, just they've been the, good. Uh, they have been unbelievably good. You know, Stevie Clark at Douglas four straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terrence Crawford. McGinnis, four straight. Over the last six years, Kingfisher has won four titles, suffered their only loss in the 17-18 season in the state championship game to Heritage Hall, and then missed out on the opportunity to win another state title in 2020 because of COVID, a year that they were Number one, they were they did get beat in the area final by Bethany, but they bounced back. Were in the state tournament when everything went to hell right. in a handbasket, and that in the two A through six A tournaments got canceled. So in six years, four titles, a runner up. We don't know, but the COVID year they were in the state tournament and probably still the favorite, even though they had lost to Bethany. What, you want to take a gander at what their record is in those six years? A lot to maybe a handful of losses. Maybe a handful. 163 and 8. Oh, my goodness. Three losses in their first state title year of 16 17, and then only one loss apiece since. Wow. What are they doing over there? They're not recruiting. Well, we know that now. It, it is amazing how homegrown this thing is. You, you, I mean, there's been Sternbergers, right? <clears throat> you know, with Jet and now Jax. There has been uh, Ridenauers. 
Maverick and now Xavier. There's been Birdwells. I think Jarrett was the brother. Now there's like three of them on the team. Huh. You know, it, 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 it's just like they've just this pipeline of kids is rolling through there. Uh, Coach Reese, the thing that I that always amazes me about these teams, you know, the the team with what's his, uh, I can't, uh, his, he went completely blank. The one that plays at OU. Cortez. Yeah, Bijan. With that group. Yeah. It always amazed me how much buy-in Coach Reese is able to get from those guys on the defensive end. Hmm. They guard your tail off year after year after, and, and it's just it, it's an it, it's amazing what he's been able to do there. Well, that's like the one common denominator of domination in high school basketball. You, the same can be said about ceiling girls when they're constantly a hundred percent both sides of the court it's not just go sh- outscore an opponent right. it's defend your opponent exactly right and <clears throat> maybe the most amazing number of all of this in these last six years like i told you i didn't get to see the the game by game in that first state title year but just remembering when i've done this in the past they lost a home game that year to elgin early Mm -hmm. since then i I don't remember like i said that's one i know what the right hand column says one the last five years 63 and oh wow plus they're three and oh right now however many of those have been at kingfisher one of them 64 no so that puts them somewhere if it's a normal year, which it was in 17, so probably anywhere from 12 to 15 home games, depending on the playoffs and that kind of thing, you're talking about like 75-1 and one over six years at home. It's just it, – it, it, How are you able to go back and look at these? Just OSSARankings.com. Over here on the bottom, on the left side on the bottom, it's got all those schedules. Oh, there they are. Yeah. It just – the 16-17 year, it shows game by game. So I went back, and you know, there's been some playoff games. They ho- they get uh, they host their own tournament every year, mm-hmm. the buckle of the wheat belt. But man, uh, Kingfisher is just amazing. So uh, if you can't make it, obviously we'll be there. BigElkTV.com, Cool ninety four for radio tonight. Um, here you go, seventy three and seventy three in a row at home right now. I knew it was something like that. Just because that that Elgin game feels like it was like a pre Christmas game that year uh, when. The first state title year of, of twenty eight. I mean, think about this: twenty eight and three feels like a down year yeah. from what they did after that. Yeah, twenty eight one, twenty eight one, twenty six and one, twenty five and one, twenty eight and one. The last five. Yeah, seventy. There you go. Seventy three in a row at home. Think uh, about I, that. Okay. You could be in eighth grade. And never see your team lose a home game. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, tough task, obviously, for the Elks tonight. And the Elkettes, as I mentioned as well, number seven, Kingfisher, no slouch. So um, going into the Christmas break, uh, the Elkettes and the Big Elks will get everything they want tonight at Kingfisher. Question. Go ahead. Just for the sake of argument. What... If any, do you think it, this has an effect? Now, think about this. It's very rare, unless you're a school like 
I'm again, it's their Heritage Hall because they have that sustained success across the board, it feels like, in every sport, and we all know why. But in Kingfisher, what were they known for before basketball? Football. Football. Now, lately, I mean, they're still good, and they're still winning eight, nine games, but to some standards, they'll think, man, it used to be Kingfisher in that state title game or in a semifinal game year in and year out. But that's kind of, I don't want to say dipped, but taking a step back. But basketball, do you think there's any correlation there where you the wonder focus if, has changed to like, okay, we were a football school, now we're a basketball school? That's a great question. I mean, their baseball, I don't remember it being a thing. It's been pretty good lately. You know, they got the, the catcher, uh, what was his name? Ian Doherty is at OSU and played as a freshman. Okay. Um, up there for the Cowboys. It may just be the, the, the run of kids, right? You know, sometimes, I mean, look right here. There's The, the big kids don't play basketball, or at least haven't lately. Mm-hmm. You know, they're playing football. So maybe some something like that, to where it's just the way, it, you know, instead of having Curtis Lofton, you've got Bijan Cortez. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it could be just as simple as something like that. I'm looking at uh, – now I'm going back to look at their football schedule records. I think I got this right. 9-3, and 9-3, and 7-5, 7-5, 8-4, 6-5. And, and, and most recently, that's – it was like – where'd you go? 8-4 and four this year. Yeah, I think they made it – they won a game. I know for sure one game in the playoffs. But, I mean, I'm – that – if you know, if let's face it, if you're a football school, when you've gone nine and three, nine and three, seven and five, seven and five, eight and four, six and five, eight and four, someone's gonna go, oh, What's wrong? I'm like, oh, no, nothing's wrong. We're a basketball school now. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's what you say, and that's what keeps if the natives want to get restless, just say, Guess what? The fun starts now, <laughs> football season's over. Why don't you go to the gym and don't, uh, don't get beat. Yeah. We we don't get beat at home. Uh that's possible. I think that was I, a football thing. There. There's a thing going on there. I yeah. I didn't want to talk about that. But but put it in, in terms like locally, like okay, say what if what if Clinton suddenly is playing basketball like Kingfisher, but they're racking off or spouting well, off records like this in football. I well You know what I mean? Clinton's different. What would the They'd be mad. It, see, that's what it, I feel like Kingfisher was kind of up at that level. Maybe not uh, win his titles no. like Clinton has, but they were always there. It felt like they were. Yeah, I mean, but you're talking at least about three A. You're talking about a Mount Rushmore of Oklahoma high school. Maybe that was a poor school. comparison. Maybe, yeah. maybe I need to take a look somewhere else. Yeah, maybe Weatherford. Uh, yeah, kind of have rising, pretty consistent, and when you have a really good, really good group, you end up, you know, in that title race here's the thing Westford might be starting their own little basketball well, dynasty those, they look pretty dang good they've always been pretty good at it um but uh, it's just always a question i've had at this here's level, what you do at 3A, you don't for a level you get up to 6a jinx and union can sustain it it's such a big school where they can have a group of kids that are dominant yeah. in both on all these different sports but in this, you know, you got kids that are focusing on one thing, and that's more more often the case the past 20 years is a kid's a basketball kid, a kid is a football kid, mm-hmm. a kid is a baseball kid. Yeah, it's just a run of kids. It's, yeah. You know, and you, and you don't have those 
you know, on this, you, you don't hear, you don't, of course, the Sternberger kids, I think, played football. Yeah, yeah. But outside of those guys, how many of the rest of them did? I don't know. Probably not a ton. I don't know. I don't think Bijan was out there running around playing football. <clears throat> but well, you also, there's times where you just, you, you get lucky. For, for a school the size of Kingfisher, to have two Division One college basketball players, because the Stone Kid went to Tulsa. That is, that doesn't happen. No. At a, you know, and, and for him to grow up there. That's right. what's crazy. Yeah. It wasn't like they no, they're moved not, in from they, Piedmont listen, or something. Listen, that's what's amazing about it, and more than anything. Like you said, if McGinnis or Heritage Hall or whoever, yeah, they, they end up with a different team. These dudes, the, the team that you watch like in seventh grade – is the same ones you're watching in 12th grade for a vast majority of those kids. And that's what everyone strives for, right? Yeah. It, it's you know, it's I'm, awesome what they've I'm, done. You know, obviously where I'm from and is what we're striving to do over there in small town Canute is trying to keep these kids together because we could see how special they could be. But we know life happens and there might be some kids who move away or other kids that come in or whatever. I mean, last night I'm, they had a junior high games before the varsity games. And the junior high Canute – Girls whipped, whipped Duke. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, certainly hope this continues into high school, you know. But I know life happens. It's hard to keep kids together from from the very beginning sure to is. all the way through senior year. It, I get it, but that's yeah, that's that's something that um, that's pretty cool about King. It's hard to root against them when you know how they've built it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm, it's it's it's. It awesome. wasn't like they went out and, and took advantage of open transfer and they persuaded other families to move in the town and enroll sure. their kids. It, I mean, it doesn't seem like because then those names are the same all the time. Yeah. it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. All right, head uh, college football. The coaching carousel seems to have kind of stopped a little bit here. So, who is your favorite hire that was made? In this round of coaching changes, I immediately go to Hugh Freeze at Auburn because I think it just fits like a perfect puzzle piece. You know, he he's he's a obviously a good coach. Um, wherever he's been, he's been successful, and I think he'll have success at Auburn. I just hope that the Auburn brass are patient enough to allow him to uh, a have success and then take it to a higher level and, and um, you know, give him enough time. But I think that one's my favorite. I know there's other – you know, maybe my second favorite is Luke Fickle at Wisconsin because of the culture that, you know, he knows the area, you know, that Midwest area of, of the obviously being at Cincinnati. I think he'll continue to recruit wherever he's been recruiting and, you know, going into the homes of kids in Ohio and Indiana and Wisconsin and, and – um, they are in desperate. They are they are starving for. I don't want to say a culture change, but think about it. When Bobby Stoops came in, you know, you you'd always think run first, run heavy, OU offense. He came in and changed the game. Mike Leach, a big part of that. Luke Fickle, I think, can come in. He could bring in a, a staff that's going to change what what we're used to seeing from Wisconsin and try to get them. Uh, relevant again, but It'd be nice for them just hitting the twentieth century, much less the twenty first yeah, on offense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so those are the two I like. I think those are good hires. Um, one I'm on the fence about is Matt Rule because I think he's a good coach, but I don't know if any any I don't know Nebraska is is such a conundrum for me. I know they're you know some would say a blue blood in 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 one of the all time 
greatest programs in college football history, but with today's culture of college football and NIL and, and large market versus small market, that is such a tough ask if you're going to go to a kid's home and say, hey, instead of going to Miami, why don't you come up to Lincoln? I've always been a thing that's always been a thing that stuck with me and so let's I'm I'm jury's out for me with Matt Rule again he's a good coach but I don't know over time if he's gonna be able to find guys to come to Lincoln consistent guy you know consistently go in and recruit high at a high level and come to Lincoln and get Nebraska back to where they used to be that's I just don't see it happening yeah I do because I think he's that good if the sucker can win at Temple he can win at Nebraska, right? I mean, yeah. or, or if he – I'll say this. If he doesn't do it, it can't be done. That's think why about kind what, of jury's out. Think kinda, about yeah. what he's done. He's went to Temple and won. Then he took over the dumpster fire that was Baylor. Yep. And in two years had that thing resurrected back into the Big 12 title game. <coughs> you know yep. uh, he and he's a midwest guy too and that's what's crazy about it is he has done this kind of outside his comfort zone in the places that he's been mm-hmm. now get him in that big 10 penn state you know he obviously everybody knows the ties there and i think you're looking at something like i said i i you know what if i was 10 years younger I may not be so adamant that Nebraska can get back to – I'm not talking about the 90s Nebraska mm-hmm. or the 70s, the 80s. I'm not talking about that. But I sure think that they can at least get back to trying to be in the Big Ten title game in that crappy Western division. That'd be the first step. I mean, yeah, get, the first step would be having a winning season. Yeah, well, you're right. Yeah, get some wins and then maybe get to – divisional champs and then that's right you know what yeah you know you got ucla usc which you'd assume is coming into the west but it, it also feels like the one the one downside of this for nebraska is it does feel like everyone since the the pac-12 did it first everyone's kind of going away from divisions and i think that hurts nebraska because instead of having the, those guaranteed games against Northwestern and Iowa and Illinois, you know th- that group, now they're going to have to mix in more with Ohio State and Michigan and, and, and Penn State on a more regular basis, plus with USC and UCLA coming in. So that, that hurts, but Matt, I love Matt Rule, the hire of Matt Rule. And if he can't do it, then Nebraska is just never going to be Nebraska again. Hugh Freeze is an obvious perfect hire. He doesn't mind mixing it up with Alabama, right? Obviously, with his time at Ole Miss, and then the stuff that got him in trouble at Ole Miss is now legal, so <laughs> don't have to worry about that. And Auburn's obviously has a propensity to get things done that need to get done monetarily throughout their history. I love that one. Luke Fickle makes sense at, at Wisconsin as well. And then there's the one out there that I can't wait to see, Dion. Yeah, I can't I, wait yeah. to see what we'll, happens. We'll see. With UCLA and USC exiting stage left, the problem for Colorado, I'm afraid, is if Dion does succeed, Dion ain't going to be there very long. Oh no! But it would be cool if he said if if he was able to to build because 
when you look at the history of the thing, Colorado ranks right up there with anybody else that's left in the Pac-12 as far as what the, the, the history of the program, mm-hmm. right there with Washington or Utah or Oregon. I mean, you can make the case Colorado has a way better history than Oregon throughout the entirety of the program. So Dion's the the wild card in this, I think. I, I think the rest, the ones we the three that you mentioned, all make perfect sense. And we don't say that very often, right? Seems like there's always the what? I mean, Brian Kelly worked at LSU, but everybody's like, huh? That doesn't make sense. Does it? Does he fit? All these that happened this year, they feel like they fit like a glove, right? Mm-hmm. They just step right in. Perfect choices for all those programs and we'll see what happens i just looked this up do you know who colorado opens the season with next year tcu yeah at tcu second i know they played this year that was just a pure guess then the next week do you know who they host hopefully usc who nebraska oh really yeah nebraska colorado is back how cool is that yeah uh, they do host – they don't have dates, but they do host USC. So, there's that. I love that. That might be the most watched game in L.A. <laughs> I love <laughs> that Nebraska-Colorado is back. I well, love they tried that. it a, fo- uh, a couple years ago, a few years ago, I think. Oh, and, and there was just no – no. It wasn't. No shine to it because both teams are horrible. Yeah, at least they'll get the first-year head coach bump. Exactly, both both for, for this year. Yeah, and both coaches are like, "Ah, oh, we need that win." You know, that could be game day material if they could take care of business in week one. Yeah, that'd be fun. But at TCU, that's where the that's where prime time starts in Colorado. But it's at Fort Worth. Think about that. That was actually a pretty good game through the first half this year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It was. Um, hey, Western Oklahoma Realty Bowl Mania! You've got literally thirty minutes. Before the first game kicks off, I think 10.30 is the first kick. ESPN's website, our Facebook page, I've got links. Winner gets good Thunder tickets. Picking against the spread, Western Oklahoma Realty Bowl Mania. Get signed up. 28 of you brave souls are there so far. Needs to be way more than that. So fire up your picks. Western Oklahoma Realty Bowl Mania, people before property, is their motto. As I mentioned. It's not a, st- a set of steak knives for the winner. It's good thunder tickets. So get get involved. Get to playing. There's no reason to man. This give a game up. This is a this is a rabbit hole when I do this. Now I look at Nebraska's schedule. This schedule sets up so nice for Matt Roll in his first year. Yeah, they might they might extend him after year one. They they but, get at Minnesota, of course, Mitch, Colorado, Northern Illinois, Louisiana Tech. They host Michigan at Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue at Michigan State, Maryland at Wisconsin, Iowa. Sign me up for that schedule. Eight if I'm if I'm rebuilding, seven and five, eight and four, not out of the question. Not out of the question. But you better beat Dion. Yeah. We'll be back. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax 
tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal, wrapping up the week here on a Garrison Financial Friday. <clears throat> Scott Garrison at Garrison Financial. Scott at SoonerWealth.com is his email. Stop by 124 North Main Street here in Elk City. Uh, he'll do it all. Full financial planning. Shops the open market. Bring you the best value on your life insurance and investments. Manage your investments. He'll build that plan for you to manage. And he'll work with your accountants to make sure all your tax returns streamlined. Uh, know what the ramifications are. That's Scott at SoonerWealth.com. Garrison Financial Friday. Also today... Route 66, big deal, stocking stuffer. You know what today's is, Jared? No, what's that? Today's stocking stuffer is a $75 gift certificate to the Everett Blake Society for $49. What a perfect gift for that woman in your life. Mm. KECO website, KECOFM.com is how you get a hold of one of those. So $49 for a $75 gift certificate to the Everett Blake Society Coming up this weekend, Depot Trading Company, you can get $50 certificate for $33. Good stuff there on the Route 66 stocking, stocking stuffer big deals. You want to do NFL? You want to do Brock Purdy? Or do you want to talk about your favorite bowl games that aren't playoffs? Uh, it's the first day of bowl games. Let's go there. Let's just jump right into that, and then we'll wrap up NFL weekend on Monday. Okay, what, what are your favorite ones? What are some of your favorite ones? I don't know. Okay. That's really nice. <laughs> I had these written down. I, I I think there are a lot of really good ones that I I know the bowl season is um has lost its luster, for lack of a better term, because of opt outs and all that stuff and games are perceived like they don't matter because they're not playoff games. But if you look at it there there are some some potentially good games, in my opinion. I'm going to go with some. I'm not going to go a lot because I think the problem with bowl season is there's too many of them, and that yeah, leads to true. bad matchups. That's true. It's just we're having a bowl game for sake of having a bowl game. Right? That's right. Yeah. All right, yeah. who do you like? Where is my dang pick them? Because I liked it, how it lists out right there. There we go. Um, I, I like, like Cincinnati-Louisville I think could be good because of uh, – <coughs> uh, proximity for one and then um what is that the is that the one in the in the at Fenway yep yeah they're on the same they're on the same, same uh, sideline sideline the yeah. Louisville coach is now the Cincinnati coach yeah that one looks fun for me I think SMU and BYU could be a good one New Mexico Bowl BYU was was not bad at the beginning of the year they kind of uh, tailed off and SMU not bad either um uh, scrolling on down um, there's some later game. Any interest in Wisconsin OSU? No. And the exact the quarterback situation. And the exact same amount of interest in OU Florida State. I, yeah. For the first time, and I don't remember how long, neither state schools bowl game interests me one iota. No. 
Yeah, at least OU has their quarterback, but I mean. I mean, who cares? Yeah, it's just, eh. Doesn't look fun. Kansas-Arkansas could be good. I got that one. Because the thing, you talk about motivation, Kansas is definitely going to be motivated to be there. First bowl game in some time. And it's a shame that it wasn't Kansas-Missouri. Yeah. I would have sat down with a big bowl of popcorn for that one. North Carolina-Oregon. Mm-hmm. I've got that one. Could be a fun one. And this one, on on paper, I think would interest a lot of people, but I think this has blowout written all over it. Texas Tech and Ole Miss. I think I don't think that one's going to be much of a matchup. What about you? What do you got? Anything? I've got similar. I had Cincy Louisville just because the coaching aspect and playing at Fenway. That's kind of cool. Kansas, Arkansas, UNC, and Oregon. I have one today actually. I think UTSA Troy is a really good game. I think it's one of the Dude. better. I think it's one of the better games that there is uh, throughout the entirety of the bowl season. Um, there in the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. I, I, I like that one because here's the thing: when you look down through here. There aren't a whole bunch of games where both teams are ranked. That one, they are. Both teams are ranked in that game. Well, another um, one of those is Texas-Washington. Yeah, that one, yeah. Penix Jr. coming back good. for next year, or new, another year. So, you know, he's going to be 100% invested in playing. You know, in Texas, they're in their own state. I mean, want to end the year on a high note because a lot of people are going to perceive them as being the Big 12 favorites sure. going in the next year. No doubt. Uh, Notre Dame-South Carolina is another game where both teams are ranked. <clears throat> Has It feels like Beamer had things rolling at the end of the year with those wins over Tennessee and Clemson, which those two teams play each other. I'd be a lot more interested if yeah. Hendon Hooker was playing. Yeah, uh, I do like the style. I, I, I want to see what Kansas State and Alabama looks like. <clears throat> if uh, Bama yeah. just crushes them or if, you know, Kansas State, can they stand up to it? I, I want to see that one. And that's it. At, at any point, do you think Alabama would get tired of hearing that, oh, they're not interested, and then they go out and like, oh, you don't think we're interested? We, and then they go out and they act interested at least. You think, you know what I mean? You I know think Kansas that, State, they're looking at it, licking their chops going. I think, going, a, I think a bunch of that is so overblown as an excuse for losses. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Having said that, I also do think a lot of these bowls, you can kind of figure out the winner by some of those off the field things. Who wants to be there? Who has the motivation? So, kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth there. Uh, but you know, that's always that. Well, you know, Bama didn't want to play OU. Well, well, then why did they score in three plays the first two drives? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, they didn't want to be there so bad. It was bam, two touchdowns. Yeah. <clears throat> So, anyway. Well, if I'm a coach, but I, but I'm I think using I, that, though. If I'm a coach, I'm going, listen, no one thinks you guys even want to be here. Yeah, and, and and a lot of that isn't even on game day. It's the build-up to it. How focused are you on the practice field and the film room and that kind of thing? Yeah. Because by the time you get there, everyone's going to be excited to play because the adrenaline flows and they're competitors. Yeah, a game's still a game. Yeah. That's right. But it's but it's all the, the lead-up to it, I think, is where a bunch of that kind of shows itself. I know, I know with Hooker not playing – uh, in the um, Orange Bowl with Tennessee and Clemson. But don't write off Tennessee because I, I think Heupel is g- a good enough coach. He can figure some things out. Well, that Milton has a cannon, Joe Milton. Yeah. So, and it, that might be the look ahead to what Tennessee is going to look like next year. That's true, too. Uh, with him coming back. So, and, you um, know, that you talk about motivation. They'd love to go in there. 
beat a team like Clemson. Both teams right there, that that's going to be an interesting one because both teams can use that to springboard, kind of like you know Texas in the Rose Bowl where they springboard to a national title the next year when they beat, was it, Michigan? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? You could probably see Tennessee and Clemson, they both want to do that because they both have you know, uh, a lot coming back. and Yeah, and Clemson, uh, they're, you know, Uyongalele is gone. It's, right. it's Cade Klubnick's team now. Right. Why is USC only a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Tulane? Well, that's an interesting. That's weird. I think it's an interesting. It's a point-and-a-half I got. Well, on their pick them, it's up to two-and-a-half. Oh, that's I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm just looking at now. Seems odd. Yeah, I wonder if, if they're if, – if It's not a playoff game, know. so Lincoln might be able to win it. That's true, too. Capital One Bowl Mania. Oh, whoops. Western Oklahoma Realty Bowl Mania, man. Oh, just, my goodness. It just is Capital right there. One's not paying us. It's right there. It's hard not to say that every time. <laughs> West Oklahoma Realty Bowl Mania. Get signed up. You've got 30 minutes before the first game kicks off. ESPN's website. We have a link on our Facebook page. Thunder tickets are the, are the winner. To the winner. Good Thunder tickets. Get signed up. I'll be in Kingfisher tonight. Big Elk TV, Cool 94. Also have Merritt and Hollis, or Hinton, excuse me, Merritt and Hinton, <clears throat> Paragon TV. Final basketball games of 2022 on the high school hardwood for the Paragon Sports Crew tonight. Everyone have a great weekend. Stay warm. We'll be back on Monday right here on the Skinny on Sports on the Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice.